Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to episode number 53 of the Basketball Card Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. You can reach me at the real 27 guy on Instagram or email me at basketballcardfanatic at gmail.com. Welcome to the episode today. There's so many things to talk about right now, um, but I have uh, this, some specific things I want to hit. I, want, I, I have a future issue or future episode, I should say, planned on talking about the release and the return after five years, five year absence of Eminence. Some of you know that uh, Panini Eminence was, uh, for me, easily the product in Panini's history that I was the most interested in. And there's a lot of reasons for that and a lot of things that I liked about it, but there's some things that were really not perfect about it too. And I'd love to uh, walk you guys through what I think was great about it and what wasn't. And then when Eminence, when all of it's sort of like final, plans come out, we'll be able to compare it to kind of um, what I would have done um, and how I think it would have, it could have been better. Um, I also I want to just mention real quick, hearing about Clay Thompson's injury just stinks. It just is awful. Um, you know, Golden State was going to be so interesting and exciting this year, and you wonder if they can rebound from that. Um, and then, of course, last, last night was the draft. And the draft is, for me, one of the real interesting, most awesome parts of the year. Um, but this year is really different. Uh, we've never had a draft on November 18th before. So, um, you know, that's something that, I would, that I'd love to talk about at a later time as well. But there's so many things going on. Um, but first, before I get into the other things that I want to talk about, I just want to say thank you to a few people. I want to say thank you to Brett from Stacking Slabs. He and I had a live on Instagram uh, last week where we talked about a lot of things basketball card related, but specifically the magazine. And he's been very helpful in promoting that. And I don't want to take people like him for granted. Um, and so I wanted to thank him. I wanted to thank the Luca Tiger Braun podcast, guys. Um, I um, was introduced to them recently. Um, Andrew, who's one of their hosts, reached out and asked if I'd be interested in coming on their show. And um, I did. I went back and I listened to several of their episodes and uh, learned about who they are. They're a passionate couple of guys that are um, doing an episode daily, and they're doing a fantastic job. Um, you can feel the passion in the episodes. You feel the passion like while I was on the episode. They have some strong feelings about things. They collect very differently than I collect. But the great thing about our hobbies, there's not like a defined way right? We're all doing things differently. And so, you know, I'd recommend you go check those guys out and see if that, see if that piques your interest. Uh, also want to thank Jeremy from uh, Sports Cards Live. Uh, he has been an incredible um, um, sharer and um, friend of, of not only me, but of the, of the magazine and the things that I'm working on. And people like uh, Jeremy are hard to find. So I'm grateful for him, grateful for those other guys that I mentioned, and grateful also, I gotta, I gotta add, I almost forgot, I almost forgot, Jim Beckett. Um, I was on Dr. Beckett's show a couple of weeks ago, and I think he still has one episode still to come, unless it's come out today or yesterday, uh, that, that's about the magazine. Having somebody like him to ask those questions to as we endeavor to push the magazine forward is... Um, very special and important. Um, his perspective is literally like um, unique 
in a way that you, you can't say anybody else has had his, his experiences. And so I'm extremely grateful for him as well. And um, I'm, I'm learning from him and grateful that I was able to take the time on his show to, to talk about it. For those of you who have joined uh, today for the first time, um, you, you should know that my, the last episode that I did, which is called How I Built My Collection, I think is the most listened to episode um, that I've done thus far out of the 53. Um, and that's actually what I talked to uh, Andrew and Cage on the the, uh, the uh, Luca Tiger Braun podcast um, about. And um, that that uh, that might be a, an episode to go back and listen to. It resonates with people. It's interesting that it resonates with people because um, I think there's a lot of I think what it teaches me is this. It's clear that people really care about moving up in the hobby, about flipping and about investing. And it's clear that there's a lot of newer people who haven't sort of, who don't understand necessarily how that has happened for some of us who've been here for a while. Um, if you're somebody who's really into that sort of thing, go back and listen to my podcast with those guys. I'd recommend you go do that. I think it comes out today or tomorrow. And uh, I would also recommend you go back and listen to my last uh, episode. I think you'll like it if that's, you know, if that's the sort of thing that, that you're into. That flipping investing side isn't as much of what I'm interested in anymore. I'm not interested in losing money. I'm not interested. I, I am still interested in moving up, but I'm not interested in, in maybe everything along the way of how, how I used to do that. And so hopefully you can feel, um, hopefully you can feel that as we talk here, you know. I, one of my points in the last episode was buy things with both your head and your heart. Um, there might have been a time where I was just concerned about whether something would gain in value, and that was the most important thing. That's not where I am anymore. Um, and those times where I did that don't mean as much. The times where you're buying things with both your head and your heart, those, those times are more meaningful, more beneficial, and I think you can just do that to get where you want to go. So... Um, I, uh, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to sort of explain some of those things that those things, those investing related things, that's not where the magazine is. That's not where the magazine uh, thrives. Um, and you know, that's really what today's episode is about, is about what the magazine is and why it's gaining popularity, I think and what my vision is for it and how that's sort of changed over the last little bit. So if, if you haven't ordered it, or if you've only gotten issue one, I would just tell you the last couple of issues, the magazine I think has really fallen into place and it's clear what the, the sort of like bread and butter will be going forward and it's clear what things people really like. So I want to tell you the six things that you can really expect out of each issue. And then I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give a review as, uh, as to what, what was in issue three. So here's what you can expect out of each issue. The first thing that you need to know is you can expect a written interview that you'll want to read. You know, it's interesting. I didn't really realize when I started the value of a written interview, but as I look through the first two, with uh, Nat Turner and with Lior, the founder of Alt. Um, it's clear to me as I pour back through those that it's, it, there's some value in just being able to read them. You know, as you listen to this podcast, you're likely driving 
or you're working on something that you don't have to hear every word. And you're going to get a percentage of what, of what, what I say, but not all of it. That's one of the benefits of, of a podcast is it can be a passive learning activity. And that's why we love them. But there are times where it's good to have something where you can pour over it, where you can print it and highlight it and underline and do that sort of thing. And I think that's what the written portion does, or having a written article uh, interview does. Um, I promise that they will be interviews you want to read. Each of the first two are, and the next one that has already been recorded might even be better than both of those. Um, I'm going to give you an interview every episode that you're going to, or every issue that you're going to want to read. The second thing that each issue is going to provide you is the indices. How the three segments of the basketball card hobby have fared since the previous issue um, on a year-to-date, or so, so like, so you're going to have all three indices, and the indices are going to tell you which or how the how they, you know. The magazine is going to tell you how each of those three segments in the history of the, the hobby fared since the previous issue and also on a year-to-date basis and also on, a, on a, a basis back to the beginning of 2010. So you get all three of those views and then all three of those views compared against what the S&P has done over that time. Um, spoiler, the card market has absolutely crushed the S&P in that time. And so... Um, you know, I'm familiar with indices and how to use them, I'm familiar with creating them, and, and I think that, you know, each of those three provide a lot of value. Um, number three, uh, the, the third thing that you're going to get is um, an amazing, amazingly designed magazine, including an incredible cover. Black Griffin cards on Instagram, um, and I have gotten to spend more time than he would probably care discussing the magazine over the course of the last couple of issues. He has taken it to a new level and has made it into something that I'm really proud of. It's not just the content that's amazing now. It's also that it looks great, guys. It's not just a great cover, although the cover is awesome. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's also, you know, each, each issue, um, each article has aspects to it and design work that's done. That's just phenomenal. And I, I, I can't thank him enough. So that's the third thing you're going to get. Um, the fourth thing that you're going to get is also related to black Griffin cards. And that's his article called Wyatt's art. Um, Wyatt's art is fantastic. And I will talk about his most recent one later here in this episode. The fifth thing that you're going to get is three to four well-written articles from the community. Hopefully each uh, issue will have something vintage, something 90s, something modern, something philosophical, or a specific player or card. Um, we're not going to be able to fill all of those every issue, but for the most part, we'll fill most of them every issue. And number six, uh, the last thing you can, you can be sure to get out of every issue is a final analytical detailed look at something by me. So the first three, we looked at the market caps of the Kobe, LeBron, and MJ in, in issue one. And then in issue two and in issue three, we did uh, something called Defining Iconic, where we first determined which cards were considered most iconic by the experts and how they, how they rank them. And then in this most recent issue, we're looking at uh, you know, how, how the market caps stack, stacked up. You're going to get each of those six th things in every issue. 
the purpose of this episode is to pique your interest without giving away the content. To be honest, that's really hard to do. Um, I want you um, to want the magazine and I want you to support it. I think most of you who are listening to this should want the magazine. I don't think you know that necessarily yet because you may consider yourself to be somebody who just wants to listen to podcasts and things like that. But I think you have something to be gained that's worth more than the $10 an episode or yeah, an issue. Um, I think you have something uh, in each issue that is worth the $10 on its own. And when you look at it as a whole, I think it's something that you want to support. So my goal in this episode is to say, guys, go look at it. So again, I'm going to try to pique your interest without giving away too much of the content. And I want you, I want you to want it and I want you to support it. Uh, and I would suggest supporting all those in the, in the community who are trying to actually make it a better place. That's not always uh, easy to determine, um, but I can promise you that that is what I'm, um, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. All right, I'm going to take 10 minutes and, and tell you about, about, about the issue now, and I'm going to try to really squeeze it into that time. So go ahead and start your timer, 10 minutes from right now. The first thing that I want you to know about issue three is uh, if, if once you get it, if you print it, or if you just look at it online or whatever, the first thing that you're going to notice is the cover. The cover is um, built around a card, and that is the LeBron James Gold RPA out of Exquisite that is owned by the Alt Fund, um, which, and the reason that, that that was used as the cover was because uh, Lior was the main interview. Um, so Lior's company, or Lior's fund, Alt, purchased that card for just under $2 million in the last few months. That's a huge story in the hobby. So we built the, we built the issue around that card, built the cover around that card. Um, the after Lior, you get the indices, um, and the indices um, uh, they're interesting this this month. They're interesting because last month two went, two just got absolutely destroyed. Two of the three indices did, and one of them actually held strong. And what's interesting in issue three is that one that held strong last issue just got absolutely crushed this issue, whereas the other two ended up holding strong. I thought that was interesting. I don't understand the lag completely except for, well, I actually kind of do. I do kind of understand it, and, and it's it's described in the indices, but I, I don't want to share that that here. Again, try to pique your interest. Then after the indices, in, indices, I talked to Lior, talked to him about his introduction to the hobby, you know, why he started collecting, talk about his favorite cards, how his collecting habits have changed, and then I talked to him about um, his new company, Alt. Um, the purchase of the two cards, the two big ones, the Giannis Logoman RPA and the LeBron Gold RPA number 23. To have two cards in the modern basketball um, hobby that sold for almost $4 million in the matter of a couple months was unheard of a couple years ago, guys. Things have changed. And when you read this article, you're going to understand why things have changed. Um, I talked to him about the mission of what his fund is doing. Some of you don't really understand how a private equity fund works, and we get into how that, that works a little bit um, you know, with Lior having a card sort of private equity type fund. Um, and then the other thing that we talk about is um, what his company does. So we talk about him, we talk about what his company does, all the, spe spe sorry, the specifics behind that that I think you'll find, find interesting. Um, and I've had, 
I don't know, a dozen people reach out and say, thank you for doing that interview. I had no idea what alt was, and now I feel like I know. That doesn't mean that they're going to go necessarily um, do everything that alt wants them to do, but what I think it does do is it, it sort of educates you as far as like a key player in the industry at this point and helps you to understand, you know, um, why other people might be using them and, and, and what the benefit of their company is. After the Lior article, there's an article from uh, a reader, good member of the community called card underscore sham card on Instagram. And he wrote an article called why collecting matters. This is an interesting look at why we collect through some of the learnings of Sebastian Younger's book, uh, Tribe. Um, it's a highly philosophical article that card sham card wrote. And it made me think about myself and why I do what I do and how I collect a little bit more. And uh, I, it resonated with me, and I know it has with other people, because I've had, again, a lot of people reach out on that one too. Um, the next article is called Unco Uncovering Hobby Treasures, and it's by Nick Sepero. Um, Nick used to work at Heritage. That's when I met Nick, when he worked there. And his article is about his time at Heritage, uh, a couple things that happened to him right there. He has some phenomenal stories of where he got to be a part of unearthing and presenting at auction some some uh, six-figure cards and uh, and so his article is really cool because it talks about a few of those experiences and he tells where he was and how it happened and those sorts of things and I think you'll like that one um, the next one is called two classic sets three cards one Bill Russell by Nate B hoops on Instagram uh, Nate's uh, real name is Nate Belint uh, when Nate first contacted me he did it through email and he talked to me about wanting to write this article about Bill Russell and I was excited because I think each issue should have a should have something vintage but when he sent it to me my initial thought was oh my goodness this is probably too long um, a lot of the pieces that I've re received so far have have um, have required a lot of cutting because the magazine is meant to be rich and full and not full of fluff it's meant to cut down on the things that don't matter and to give you in each page something that's really meaty and so when I got Nate's article I was a little bit concerned because I looked at it and I thought this is too long but as I read through it I found myself unable to cut almost anything I shortened it as much as I could but I probably didn't take off more than a few lines off of the whole article because it was so good it was quality what he does is he relates Bill Russell's only three main issue cards um, from 57 tops and 61 Fleer to him to the man Bill Russell and he talks about his his history and how those relate to those cards. And honestly, it's one of those articles that made me go, man, I want to go buy one of these, um, which, you know, is a dangerous thing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I think I think Nate's article is incredible. And if you're a Celtics fan or a vintage fan, you've got to you've got to read that. Um, the next article is uh, Black Griffin Cards is a monthly column. Why it's art. His first two that he did about this were the original PMG set and then the 2012 Flawless set. And I'm just gonna be real and tell you like, Kevin's work isn't just pretty good. It is my favorite part of the magazine because it's not how I think. I don't always think about what's artistic. This issue is about the 97, 98 Jambalaya set and why it is art. Not just why it's artistic, why it's art. Kevin's corrected me on that a couple of times. Um, it was, um, if it was the only thing that you got out of the magazine, I really do think it'd be worth the purchase price. It's a short read, it's five, 10 minutes, 
It's fantastic. I just can't speak glowingly enough about the the stuff that he has done for the magazine. Um, it's not just well written and well reasoned, but it's obviously amazingly designed because he's designing it as well. His brain and my brain are definitely opposites, but um, I'm grateful that he is you know my partner in in creating the magazine because. Without him, the aspects that he brings just simply wouldn't be there. He and I think totally different from each other. And uh, as he explains the Jambalaya set, one of my very best cards is from Jambalaya. As he explains it, it makes me appreciate that card even more. Um, the last part of the magazine is Defining Iconic Part 2. And we look at the top 12 um, most iconic cards as defined by the experts. and. Um, calculate the PSA and BGS market caps across all grades and all parallels. The results are fascinating. My question in the beginning was, is something defined as being more iconic because it has a higher market value that we're sort of measuring in our minds? And the findings on that are really interesting. The reason I didn't just go to number 10 was because I wanted to include two more modern cards and so at, at 11 and 12 you have the lebron chrome and you have the luca prism card and understanding those market caps against all the other really iconic cards really makes you think and makes you question whether they're too high or makes you wonder if may, maybe we're valuing them in a way that's too low or um, calling them iconic in a way that's too low guys that's it for the magazine that's it for issue three that's a lot for $10, and it's a ton of work. Order the magazine. It's fun getting something in your inbox once a month. It's curated, so you're not getting garbage. You're just getting the awesome stuff. It's smart. It's well-designed. It's interesting. It's only basketball. And there's nothing besides basketball-related stuff in there. It's as niche as niche gets, or as niche as niche gets, depending on how you say that word. And uh, that's why I love it, because I love the hobby, not just the sports card hobby, the basketball card hobby, and that's all it is. Um, it's something that I have a lot of passion for, and the feedback has been amazing. Again, I want to thank those who have helped me share it so far. And uh, those of you who have gone out and purchased it, those of you who have shared it with a friend, thank you please continue to share it. I want to be able to continue to make it, but when you get it in your hands, you're gonna go, oh my goodness, this is a lot of work. It has to be worth, worth the time. If there's any way you can support the magazine, if you love it, please do. I think you will love it. I think you should, I think you should buy it and spend a half an hour with it. And then when you realize that it is something that you like and that it's something that you're gonna want, want going forward, subscribe to it. Again, it's easy to subscribe. You can pay when you go to the website, paypal.me slash basketball card, paypal.me slash basketball card, or you can just PayPal me at basketballcardfanatic at gmail.com. And if you have any questions, you can hit me up at the real 27 guy on uh, Instagram, or you can email me again, guys. I want to thank you for your support. I want to ask you for your continued support. And uh, until next time, happy collecting.